pleasant day, friends. I am Justin. I'm Josh. And did you know that when snakes are born with two heads, they fight each other for food? Scary place out there. This is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. Baby. That's right. I didn't even know that snakes could be born with two heads and still be like functional. I've definitely seen pictures. I mean, who knows if they're real or fake? Right. Yeah. Right. But that's kind of weird because just because they have two heads, they still have one stomach and right. everything. Right. So it's not like they're trying to feed two snakes. Yeah. And it's like that makes the it makes me think about the brain in like a weird yeah. way. It's like, does the snake think that it's its own thing? It's its own thing, and yeah. that other thing is its own thing. And how does that work when you're sharing a body in the same... Dude, s- I want to go left. Do you want to go right? Would that be the same for, like, conjoined twins? Uh, I don't know, because there's a level of consciousness there that I don't think right. a snake has. No, but I meant in this, like... Again, it's the same body. How does that work? In terms of control? Yeah. That is interesting. I don't know. Like, is there two separate nervous systems? That would be chaos. That would be chaos, dude. Wow. If, like, if, yeah, like, do I only control the right side? Is that an agreement that we have? Like, uh, I, yeah. I got the right side, <laughs> you got the left? How do you walk? I don't know. All right. Wow. That's fucking, yeah, all right. Yeah, this is going <laughs> to swim in my brain for a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's funny, dude. Uh, all right. What are we doing here? So, you text me the other day. Now that you've transitioned out of civilian life, kind of some stuff that you've been thinking about. And you actually made a pretty comprehensive list of these items. And I thought it'd be cool to kind of talk through them. And some of the ones that I I really resonated with and we can kind of unpack them. Okay, cool. Do you want me to run through the list and then and then we can come back to you can let me know which ones you thought? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. And then we can dive into them. Sure. All right. So these are in no particular order. And like Justin said, I've transitioned out of corporate America and have transitioned into an active duty military status. Um, And I think that a lot of these lessons learned are going to transfer over to to my military status and I'm going to continue to use them. But I didn't really think about these things until I started reflecting on my civilian career and the shit that I've gone through and and. Stuff like that. So, um, in no particular order, number one, lead by example. I think that's self-explanatory. I would agree. Yeah. Never hide your mistakes. Own up to them and learn from them. I like this one a lot, and I want to expand on this after. Okay. Number three, it's beneficial to be assertive and counterproductive to be a jerk. You need to learn the difference. This one's really true. I agree with this one. I just feel like it's very straightforward. It's very straightforward. It, it, in 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 action, it's it can be hard. Mm-hmm. I know that I came across as an asshole a lot in probably the first four or five years, um, and it was me trying to be that like assertive, confident individual, and I just I overcorrected. I got you. So you have to, and and it's I think it's different for everybody. Sure. Like how you feel you're a jerk is probably different than how I would feel I'm a jerk. So Yeah, and the the line between assertive and being a jerk is very thin. Very I mean, thin. It's the same as between being cocky and confident. I in my opinion, 
what I think the biggest difference is, is your tone and inflection. Mm. It is how you are saying things that makes the biggest difference. That's fair. Number four, your network is your net worth. And I'm not just talking monetarily. That's fun to say. Your network is your net worth. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh. I mean this in 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 the perspective of if you're around happy people that enjoy life a lot, you're just gonna be happier. Definitely. It's, it's a it's the same thing if you're around miserable people. You're gonna that, be. Yeah. That only sad. see the shit in life. You're just gonna be sad, right? Definitely. Uh, if you're making a transition from one career into another, knowing people oh, helps it makes such a difference. A lot. Yeah, we talked about that we in did. a previous episode. We did. So your network is your net worth, and I'm not just talking about money. Number five, always put who your serving's interest in front of your own. It pays dividends down the road. Definitely. You need to know kind of who you're working for or what you're working for. And if you put other people before yourself, it's much more gratifying. It's way I more gratifying. I agree. Well, also, if we step away from like the altruistic sense of things, it, it, it also helps you down the road because those people know that you did what was in the best interest for them. They trust you. Definitely. They'll, they'll do things for you. They'll, help, they'll do favors. They'll help you out. Sure. So, number six, say please and thank you always. I mean, every children's show has reminded us of that. We get away from it, though. We sure do. Number seven, family first. Definitely. This is really important. Really, really important. Yeah, I think that a lot of us, uh, as we're climbing that ladder, sacrifice time with family. And I'm not just talking about your spouse, but like your siblings and your parents. And if you're close with your cousins and so on, your friends. Um those people are the those people are going to be the ones that that are there for you no matter what right like especially in today's america um if you died yesterday your company would already be looking for your replacement today yes your family not so much <laughs> no <laughs> you know no, probably hopefully not you get into a bad <laughs> car accident and and all of a sudden you're a disabled individual that needs assistance it's going to be i was going to say these are the people that are going to help you off the toilet that's right where again your your work and things like that it's important but they're you're a number that's right you're you are a cog in the machine that's right number 8 be silently charitable i think this one's interesting and I would like to expand on it. But I feel like we're expanding on them as we go. So we can just talk about it now. Well, then, do you want to go back up to Never Hide by Your Mistakes? Yeah, we'll come back to it after we talk about Be Silently Charitable. Okay. What's your question? Do you have a question? You just I don't have a to- question, but I, I think I have an understanding of what this means. But I would like you to expand on it because I think it's important. Okay. What What's your... What, how do you understand it? So the way that I understand it is like you should be helping people and doing the right thing and kind of putting others' needs before yours. But you don't need to go and brag about it. Like just do it because it's the right thing to do. Help the person because it's the right thing to do, not because it's going to help you. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 exactly right. I saw and it's so funny because the ones who are silently charitable, guess what? Everybody knows. Right. Yes. Everybody knows anyway. Yes. 
So you don't, and the guys that were like, oh, well, I just gave $10,000 to the Boys and Girls Club, and I did this, and I do that, and I, it, it devalues the credit, quote-unquote credit, that you get for being a philanthropist because you feel the need to run around and tell everybody. It takes away from it. And it may... It, I don't know if it's just me, but it makes me feel weird. It's gross. It's like... It's icky. Why? Good, good for you. Cool. But, like, that's something you did. Like, why, why does everybody else care? Exactly. Like, now, now, let's say that you volunteer for... Home of the Little Wanderers. Okay. And you're trying, hey, I volunteer there. You should come and volunteer with me. That's very different. That's different. different. That's wildly different. That is, yeah, that is not the same. That's not the same. I'm talking about stroking a check, being on a board of directors, whatever. Yeah. Right? Things like that. Yes. Right? If you're quiet, people know anyway. Right. And it, it just, it makes you look like a professional. It makes you look like a professional. Yes. Yeah, 100%. We'll go back up to never hide never hide your mistakes, own up to them and learn from them. Yeah, so I think that this comes to the conversation that we've had a few times around failure and making mistakes that how do you expect to grow and become a better version of yourself if you just bury the things that you're not good at or you've screwed up on and I also think about the fact that, and this is something that Big Mike has always said to me, if you make a mistake and you come tell me, the reaction is going to be very different than if I find out that you made a mistake. That's right. And I've that's always stuck with me. It's actually something I've applied to like my, my career and my friendships and everything like that. Again, if I fuck something up, I'm going to tell you that I fucked it up. Yeah. I feel bad about it. But it's a, but it, the reaction is more of, all right, let, let's, let's fix, fix it. it, right? Yeah. Let's then, fix it. Then you fuck this up and no. If Why you didn't come, you fucking tell me? We could have yeah. fixed it. We could have fixed it. This, we, this was not a problem and now it is. And now it is, yes. right? Because when you make a mistake and, and you don't own up to it, it compounds on itself. Yes. And it grows. And a small mistake can turn into a big mistake over the course of six months. Definitely. And even if you think that you can fix the mistake, like you could be, you could be putting in this work and be like, "Oh, nobody needs to find out. Nobody needs to know." They're gonna find they're, out, but yeah, it's like they're gonna know. Yeah, it's so hard to keep a secret like that when something is wrong. It always comes out. So what's yeah? What it, just get in front of it? It always comes out. But I understand it can be scary. You don't want to, especially if you're like the new guy at a thing or, or whatever. You know what I mean? You don't want. You don't want to look like you don't know what the fuck you're doing but guess what nobody knows what the fuck they're doing no one knows what they're doing it's totally fine and one i mean one thing with this that i think is powerful is that sometimes when you admit a mistake it's a problem like you did something wrong like there are consequences to set action say it's losing your job or whatever in my opinion you're going to be able to handle that better than having to carry around that I hope nobody finds out. I hope nobody finds out. I hope nobody finds out. That constant that it's state of anxiety. Yes. Yes, dude. Because it's like, okay, I came clean. This is this is my penance or whatever, and we move forward now. Yeah, and it is what it is. And it's over. And and it's on my terms. And it's on yeah. Right? Yes. I don't I don't have fucking Jerry calling me into the office with my heart racing and all he's trying to do is ask me to lunch and then next week. Yeah. Yes. You're getting fired. Yeah. You no. know what I mean? No. So Yeah, you you go tell Jerry you messed up and 
I'm you sorry, Jerry. It. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Always bet the house on yourself. That one's a dope one, too. Not enough people do this. I think of... And I think this comes between the the line of cocky and confident, arrogant, that whole thing. You need to be confident in yourself. Yeah. Like if you can't be if you can't rely on yourself, who can you rely on? Yeah. I think that not enough people have that confidence in themselves. You're probably right. So why why do you have this on the list? Why do you view this as being that important because i have seen i've seen people that do this and even when they fail they're still in a better position than they were before why do you think that is because they're challenging themselves and they're growing and they're building the confidence that okay i have i have the balls to bet on myself and guess what even if i fail i can get up and I can dust myself off, and I'm going to build resiliency in that, and I'm going to learn from those mistakes. The individuals that never take a risk on themselves, they just, they're stagnant. And and from what I've seen, they're much more unhappy. Yeah. It's no way to live. It's no I, way to live. So when given the opportunity, bet the fucking house on yourself. Because like you said, even even if it doesn't go exactly to plan, there are going to be things that you take away from it that are positive. And whether that be building a network. Yeah. Or just, again, the muscle memory of going through this process, it can be applied to anything else. Yep. Number 10. When given power, use it to lift those up around you, especially the disenfranchised. With great power comes great responsibility. Peter. (laughs) I like this one, and I agree. I think it's... I think it's important. Number 11. Make conscious decisions to consume positive information daily. Hell yeah, because the only thing that gets thrown at you is the negative shit. Yeah. And I'm not talking like, I'm not saying go and list, go and listen to fucking, uh, what's that guy's name? The big, the big fuck. Tony fucking. Soprano. No. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, what the fuck's that guy's name? The, the, the positive speaker. Tony Ferguson? No. No. What the fuck is that guy's name? Tony Robinson? Tony Robinson. Thank you. Tony Robbins? Robbins. I don't think it's Robinson. Whatever. I think it's, yeah. That guy. You know who we're talking about. He creeps me out. I'm not saying go and listen to a three-hour fucking speech by that guy, but what I am saying is, like, find a nice quote or read a cool poem or... Read a positive news story. Look at a picture of a fucking kitten like (laughs) you know what i mean an otter look at otters look at otters they're adorable although i did see a video on have you do you watch nature is metal do you follow them on instagram i don't follow them but i've seen videos holy fucking shit there was a video of an otter eating another otter and it was haunting savage dude that's uh, no good good. but yeah if you know look at pictures of otters that are not murdering other otters and you'll be happy i think the in my mind the big thing was like Making that conscious decision to do that. Sure. It's like, it seems like such a small thing, but it really does make a difference in like your day to day. Yeah. Well, again, it's kind of goes back to you saying about your uh, network. Your network is your net worth. Again, if you hang around with sad, miserable, it's going to be the same thing. That's right. Number 12, reward yourself after accomplishing a goal and then set another one. 
yeah, you definitely need the carrot at the end of the end of the string, but you can't stop there. You need to have s- something else that you're working towards. So I actually should have revised this, but I don't. I wouldn't set the next goal after accomplishing the first one. I set it like seven when I'm seventy five percent done, and that's okay. that's my through goal. Okay. Right. So now I'm pushing through. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate this mm-hmm. what I did here, but I'm already twenty five percent or fifteen percent into that through goal. Got you. That so makes there's sense. no because because what I've seen is like it's like an accordion. People will set mm-hmm. a goal. They'll hit that goal. Maybe they celebrate way too fucking hard or they don't celebrate at all. And then they don't set the next goal for, let's say, two weeks, a month. Do you would. Hmm. Could that be a problem of improperly setting the goal to begin with, though? Because you would think that you would have a goal and then you would backtrack into smaller goals. You should already know what your goals are. Yeah, but let's say that it is that big goal. Oh, okay. And, gotcha, right? gotcha, you've gotcha. come to the end of that big goal. Yeah, okay. Right? You should start thinking about what is that next big goal, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. How do I quantify that down to smaller goals? Gotcha. Right? Okay. For sure. Number 13, things are things. Invest in people and experiences. Yeah, you'll never get the trip with your wife and child back. That's right. But, you know, you can buy another TV. Exactly. Car or whatever. Exactly. I've had the cars. I've had the clothes. I've had the watches. I've had the this. I've had the that. And going to Cancun with Steve was way fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, way better. So, um, I think that we can get wrapped up in material things, especially as we're climbing that ladder. Yes. We want the nicest watch. We want the best suit. We want the custom shirts. We want the Benz. We want the Audis. We want the this. We want the that. And before you know it, you've dropped a hundred grand on things, and no friends to be found. I'm saying there's nothing to show for it. Exactly. Number fourteen, the janitor and the CEO are equally valuable. Treat them as such. Goes back to his not being an asshole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean. I've I've read things that's like going for a job interview and you're rude to the janitor and you don't get the job because you were rude to the janitor thinking that they were unimportant. That's right. Um again, I I feel like that's common sense that is not common. Just don't be a dick. And it can be a culture thing. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 definitely it can be a culture thing. Like I've been at firms where they treated the like the housekeeping yep like shit dude oh. and i was like that's kind of gross yeah it's you like know, like what are you what are you doing because you make a quarter million you're you're so much better right it makes no sense not really i bet you that lady's way fucking nicer and probably happier yeah <laughs> probably i yeah so i don't love that number 15 Never bring your phone to the dinner table, the golf course, or vacation. Yes. It can wait. As 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 important as it feels and and you're just never gonna get that time back. No. You're never gonna get that time back. And whether it's dinner with the family, it's golf with your buddies, it's a vacation with your family or your friends, like and, and we've talked about being present in the moment, mm-hmm. and I think that this has a lot to do with that. Be present in the moment. And I think about like, okay, so you have your phone, cell phone was invented for 
convenience and the ability to get a hold of people when you need them and everything like that. There was an emergency. Somebody would get a hold of you somehow. That's right. They'd it, send fucking smoke signals. Yeah, it would happen. Like if, if you were that needed, you would get contacted. You know what I think a big thing is? Our need to feel needed. Yes. I think a lot of yeah. it is is our own shit. That's a great point. I would agree. Because I have felt that. Yeah. I felt that before where I'm like, oh, somebody's definitely going to need me while I'm on vacation. Right. And, and it's just me wanting to be needed. Yes. Which is so silly. No one needs you. you yeah. Know, well, no, no. You know who needs you? The people that you're on fucking vacation with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what not I mean? Not the people you left at home, not your job. Yeah. It, it. See the difference. Yes. I like that one. Number 16. Your best will always be good enough as long as you allow it to be. I think people should like write that down in their notebooks and save that. Kick the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. And we don't like your best right now might not be your best in a month. It's probably going to be better. Right. But it's okay. This is where you're at right now. This is actually a conversation I have with my wife pretty regularly. Not in the same sense, but uh, we talk a lot about creativity. And again, I mean, I love to create things. I love to play music. I love to draw. I've been drawing a lot lately. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Pencil or? Uh, I, I've been doing crayons. I do like to do colored that's pencil. That's kind of sick, yeah. Yeah, but I've been using crayons because that's what the boy uses. Um, and her perspective is that, well, I can't do it perfectly, so I'm not going to do it. Mm. It's like, well, your version of perfect is very different than my version of perfect. Yeah. you're Just try to do, just try it. Just try to do it. Give it your best shot. And you'll, and you'll get better. Yeah. And then the first one, not very good. Let's be honest here. It's yeah. not. But it's better than if you didn't draw it. For sure. And if you draw it again, the second one is going to be better than the first. Yeah. Just fucking try your best. Just try your best. <laughs> and allow it to be good enough. Yeah. See the positives. Maybe have a little criticism in there so you know what you need to work on. And, and you only need to do it for you. You could show it to 100 people and they all hate it. If you like it, you like it. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you living for? Yeah, and I would say that that is hard to do, but it comes with practice. It comes with the it's Something a muscle. small, like drawing. Yeah. Right? Where you don't ever have to show that drawing to anybody. No. If you don't want to. No. You could literally practice for 10 years before anybody sees that you've made a piece of art, and by the end of that 10 years, you're going to be a sick fucking artist. Right. Yeah. Number 17. Listen Think, then speak. I like that. I especially like the think part. I think a lot of people just respond, myself included. Guilty. Well, everybody. I mean, yeah. you said you're not guilty. You're a fucking liar. You're a liar. We don't like you. Liar. Yeah. So I've, I've always heard, listen, then speak, listen, then speak. And I just always thought that that was incomplete. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the thinking process is... Important. And pe- people are uncomfortable with like that pause. I am. Yeah. That <laughs> void, that yeah. void and, and noise. Get comfortable with the pause. It's fine. And you know what's probably going to happen? The other person is going to start talking again. That's fair. Doesn't matter. I find myself doing that with you. Yeah. <laughs> 
what oh, fucking uh, what, when was I? When, when was you? Were, yeah, like when and where? I know when. When, <laughs> when was I? When was I? Was it a job interview? I don't know. Can be do whatever you want. Yeah, I guess. I remember I was in I was in like a professional thing. I know. I think the guy was trying to sell me something. And if if you've ever been in sales, if you've ever learned about sales, that pause is a very powerful sales tactic. And he tried to like pause me. He didn't know that he didn't know what I did for work. I think, I think he was trying to sell me something. And bro, we fucking sat there for like three minutes in silence. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not talking. <laughs> so like, I can do this all day. I, I can literally do this all day. I'm so fine with there being silence right That's now. Awesome. I'd prefer not to speak to you. <laughs> and we fucking sat there for, I want to say like, it felt like two or three minutes. That's wild. Dude, he was like confuzzled. You know, he's like, why isn't this guy? This is supposed to work. My sales manager told me that this would work. What the fuck? It's not fucking working. Funny. Be comfortable in the pause. Take your take take a moment to think about what you want to say, understand what it is that they said, and then formulate your response. I do find that having been your friend and now doing this and talking with you constantly, I have gotten better at it. And I do find that my responses are more full. Mm. I don't know if full is the right word, but... More of what you wanted to say. Yeah, and it's not that like when I respond quickly, I am missing the point. I feel like I do a good job of taking information and then being able to spit it back. But there's more that can be said if you take the few seconds, or there's less that can... There's more that can be said in fewer words. Yes. If you take, if you take the time. A more concise response. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Number 18, takes years to build a positive reputation and a moment to ruin it. Sure does. Sure does. Sure does. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in, in real life. And it, that at one of the firms I worked at, this guy had been there for like 22 years and was known as like a family guy and, and really good at his job and everybody loved him and trusted him and so on and so forth. And then, like the dominoes just started falling, dude. And he was cheating on his wife and he he was like stealing some investors' money. Holy and shit. It was just like, holy fuck, dude. The lie always comes down. That veil always drops. It always falls. 19. Tip generously. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 20. A pocket square and a lapel pin go a long way. All right. Let's expand on this. All right. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why why do you think I agree? I think that it 100% completes the look. I used to work with a guy that he looked fresher than a peppermint every day. Mm. Pocket square, the nice tie clip like it really does complete the look. But from in your opinion, what does it what does it say? To me, yeah. it says that you give a fuck about your appearance. You have put thought into how you want to present to the world. You woke up early enough to put that outfit together and match everything, or you did it last night, which shows me that you're organized. If you're doing all of that, you're probably pretty clean cut. You probably speak well. You probably interact with people well because it shows me that you care 
shows you care shows that you care and that's what i thought too that again it shows that you are invested in uh whatever it is that you're doing yeah willing to take extra time to to look good that's right do you think that like dudes like steve jobs like drop the ball with that should like should they like a ceo like that a leader like that look a certain way in your opinion yeah Probably. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs was a treacherous boss. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, his outfit sort of <laughs> looks matched. like a villain. It matched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah, I do. And that goes back to lead by example. Like, if you want your people to give a fuck, then you should give a fuck. And if you don't want to think about what you're going to wear, because you're so busy, you're just going to put on a fucking T-shirt, pair of jeans, and you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think they dropped the ball a little bit. All right. Number 21. Sort of a different one. Teach the youth around you about compounding interest and how powerful it is. Yeah. Teach them all. Yes. <laughs> you want to pull a community up out of poverty? There are two things that you can do. Educate them about compounding interest and educate them about life insurance. And in two generations, your poor demographic will at least be mass affluent. Why is learning about compounding interest so important? Because if you're 12 years old and you look at a dollar, you see a dollar. Yes. If you understand at a surface level the power of compounding interest, it does a couple things, I think, for a child. Number one, delayed gratification. They start to see that dollar and it looks like $100. And then when they start to see $100, it looks like $1,000. And $1,000 looks like $50,000 because they can see in five years. I've done it since I'm 15. Right. I turn this dollar, $10 or $20, whatever, into $780. I didn't have to do anything. It's crazy. That's like magic. I would, right? And the sooner you start, the better. Yes. And I would, my mom was actually talking about that with me, with my 401k. The other day, she was like, I didn't, wasn't able to do it until I was in my 40s because of X, Y, and Z. She's like, if I had done it 10 years earlier. Oh, it's insane. It would have been, it was a stag, I don't remember the number, but it was staggering. It's insane. And she was like, and if I had started when when I did, when me, Justin did, it's like, I would be a millionaire already. It's, it's nuts. It is Nuts, dude. I want to say, I might butcher the numbers here a little bit, but if you start putting away, I want to say it's like $100 a month at 20 years old into an an account that gives you interest and you don't touch it and you dollar cost average $100 into that account every single month, by the time you retire, you have over a million dollars. It's crazy. If you start doing that at 30, by the time you retire, you have like $250,000. Yeah, it's it's it's. Working in the financial industry has been eye-opening. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's very interesting. 22, write down your goals. Yes. And when I say that, I mean actually take out a pen or a pencil and write them down. There is something powerful about that. There is some mind-body connection where writing it down just has a more powerful effect on your body and your consciousness to go out and accomplish those goals. So I actually talked to my boss about goal setting. Um, and we were talking about like 
I, I write mine down on my computer because that's just typically where I am. But he talked about writing it down, pen and paper, that it connects better because you're not distracted. Whether you whether you think you're distracted or not, mm. you you don't have the option to open a new tab on the pen and paper. Yeah, you don't fair. have the option to look at notifications on the pen and paper. You don't have the temptation to click on your social media on the pen and paper. Yeah, that's all you have is a pen and paper. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And it's the same thing when you're like um, when you're studying. Yeah. Like they always say, oh, if you write down, if you, oh, man, yeah, if I you, wish if I you, knew like the actual stats. If you write it down, it's like reading it four times or something like that. Yeah. There's a percentage that it, it you, you remember it better. You learn it better. So weird. Yeah. Right. Cause it seems like such a silly thing. So write your goals down and Dude. actually write them down. Yes. Number 23, go one more. The extra call, the extra mile, the extra hour and good things will happen. It's true. It, and it can be challenging, but. Again, a little extra effort goes a long way. I went to the gym the other morning at 5, very early for me. Even when I go in the mornings, that's that's too early. But I did it, and then it was around 6, 6.30, I was done, showered. I'm like, I'm just going to go to work. Yeah, That's two hours earlier than I need to be there. And I'm like, I have stuff that I can do that will put me in a better position. And God, when I left... That day, I felt so much better. Yeah? Because it was like, oh, I got this done. I got that done. I'm further ahead than I need to be in this spot. This is nice. It feels good. And again, was it hard to get up that early and actually do things? Yeah, it was. It, I'm, I can't lie. Yeah, Making yeah. a decision yeah, at 7 you weren't You weren't happy jumping out of bed at 5 a.m. No. no even, nobody is. Again, even getting to work and having to make decisions, I could feel myself still being a bit like foggy. A little groggy. But God, what a difference. End of the day felt good. Yeah. P- probably enough to keep doing it. I'm trying to get better at my bench. Yeah. And I'm on this. I, I use Train Heroic. That's my app. And they have like a, a program. So I'm mm-hmm. on the program. And they, I think it's like, I want to say it's three by three by 15. Mm-hmm. And for the last like two or three weeks, I've been putting in an extra set because I I don't know I don't know why but I just want to get better at bench. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a man's lift and I want to be better at it. Um, Which is so odd because it's not like a practical lift, but no, it's stupid. Going, I mean, going. no, it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. You're never gonna bench press something off of you. Uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm currently slightly obsessed with it. So, I love it. But doing that. I've I've added like an extra twenty five pounds onto my bench in the last month, which is that's impressive. Which is ridiculous. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. So, go one more extra set, extra mile, extra hour. Good yeah. things will happen. It, it's beneficial. It it can be tough. It again, I just told you it sucked, but it pays dividends. But it but it works. It works, baby. Final one. Call a significant person in your life and tell them how much you love them at least once a week. Yeah. Again, you're you're building you're building that network. You're building the people that you care about and care about you and just again letting them know that we don't say that enough. No. We don't we don't talk about shit like that nearly no. enough with nearly enough people. I had I had my cousin text me yesterday. 
and um, she's never done this before. And I'll read the text. Okay. She said, I hope all is well. I just want you to know how much I love you. And the fact that you're the one person I can count on, you don't know how much that means to me. Um, you're not a cousin to me. You're more like a brother that I never had. And I'll forever be grateful for you. Well, and that's lovely. Dude, I teared up. I would say that must have made you feel good. Out of nowhere, yesterday at 408. Huh? I was like. Just thinking about you. Uh, dude, I teared up. That's awesome. It well, makes you feel so good. And I'm sure she felt good texting that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just positives on both sides of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and you also just never know when fucking something's going to happen. And and you lose that person, man. Yeah. That shit happens all the time. So. Yeah. We don't talk about it enough. We should. We should. Definitely. That's my list, man. I think that's really cool. I think that. Did, now, do you did you enjoy writing that list? Did it make you feel good? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I feel like that's a it's a cool experience that people should should do. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was cool to like. I I did it because I was like I think it'd be a cool conversation for for this show. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was cool because it was sort of like a trip down memory lane and thinking about different experiences and things and. And there's like cornerstone lessons that I've learned from other places that I was like, this has served me really well throughout my career. Sure. And put it in. So it it was. It was it took me probably like uh the weekend, you know, and I didn't spend the whole weekend on it, but like right. an hour. That. Imagine, dude. <laughs> what a shitty list for forty eight hours. Um <laughs> uh Yeah, it was. It was it was a cool experience. Awesome. So we recommend that people out there you, yes, talking to you. Write down the things that you think are important that you should uh, you should be doing on a day to day basis to make yourself a better uh, better human being. That's right, and lift up those around you. Hell yeah! You want to throw a little bow on it? Let's do it, man. All right, uh, Justin. If they want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? You can find me on Instagram. Uh, it is Justin underscore DL Project. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's me. That's you. That's me. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, we are at The Do Life Project on Instagram and TikTok, thedolifeproject.com. If you want to get in touch with me, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram, at Joshua does underscore life on the Twitch machine. If you haven't left us a review yet, please take the two seconds to drop us a review. It helps the podcast out tremendously. Wow, tremendous me. Tremendous me. And on that note, have a great day. Yeah, hey, stay safe out there. Bye bye.